Hallelujah. All right. So here it is. We're starting a new series today. Um, we're just going to touch on a little bit of church history. You know, um, you know, we've been going through the discipleship course and we've learned a lot of representation of things. Amen. Um, and so uh, when we talk about church history, you know, what was the first church? Adam. Adam, absolutely. Click through. That was your cue. Oh, okay. Uh, now you're messing up. All right. <laughs> yeah, so it was Adam. Absolutely. You know, and this church of Adam, you know, if you would, as far as churches go, it's the most heavenly church that the earth had experienced, you know, or the peoples of the earth had experienced. They were, they were like, they were the equivalent of the holy of holies of churches, you know, even because they were like holy places in and of themselves and in that, you know, Yah dealt with them, you know, internally all the time, you know, and so how awesome is that, you know, um, so that, that was, that was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty awesome, you know, and he spoke to him plainly, you know, truly awesome. Uh, so yes, uh, they were like the holies of holies of churches, but then we had, you know, which would be the, uh, the, the next church or ecclesia or whatever you want to term it, it was Noah, mm -hmm. you know, and so like, Adam would have been the Holy of Holies, would have been like a heavenly church, you know, um, but Noah would, would be like a spiritual church, mm -hmm. you know, and within the story of Noah, we see, a, we, we learn about, about that church. We see like with it, with, uh, with this church of Adam, we find that you know, they lived in a constant state of pleasure. You know, that is until they got kicked out, you know. But prior to getting kicked out, they lived in a constant state of pleasure, you know. And I, and I suppose like, um, you know, even, even after they got kicked out, they still lived in a constant state of pleasure. But at first they lived in a constant state of pleasure, which was guarded by Yah, you know. So that state of pleasure um, would not have been interrupted had they not been disobedient. You know, because that state of pleasure was protected by Yah, but they got kicked out of his um, protected place. And so they found themselves just in Eden, just in a state of pleasure. But that state of pleasure could be interrupted, you know, from, from the enemy at that point forth. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, and so then, you know, but that was still like, that was, that was, that was as close as you're going to get to Yah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but then we have the church of Noah. You know, and the church of Noah is like a spiritual, uh, spiritual church, you know, and, you know, after Noah was the first one to be um, of, he was the last one of the church of Adam, but the first one to, to uh, be of this new spiritual church, which was instituted by himself and his family, you know, and so, you know, this is the type of church that we hope to 
be one day. Amen. You know, and there is a third type of church as well. You know, but this type of church can be likened unto the holy place. You know, and so, you know, because it was truly holy, wasn't as holy as the first one, as the church of Adam <clears throat> in its in this, um, fullness. You know, nevertheless, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll be happy with this. Amen. You know, amen. amen. You know, and we're not going to get into the third type of church today. Uh, you know, but I just wanted to do a little church history because we're about to deal with yet another um, branch of this church, if you would. You know, um, actually one of the last, you know, because y'all always, before he destroys something, you know, he always take a remnant and then start something new, you know. And so you see this constant pattern, you know, even like with the Pentecost, you know, he, he go, takes it to the end and then he take one and start over. You know, uh, so we're going to talk about Abram, you know, and his calling in, in, in particular. You know, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're starting a new series, and this new series is all about Abram, you know, um, Abram, you know, and his counterpart, um, Abraham. You know, so yeah, let's jump into it. I'm excited. All right. Why? Why are we considering our well scripture tells us why in Yeshayahu 51 verses one and two it says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek Yahuwah. Do we have anyone in here that hearkens unto Yah that um follows after righteousness that's seeking Yahuwah? Hallelujah. Well, it's speaking to us then, right? It says, look unto the rock whence ye are hewn. Hi, Yahshua. And to the hole of the pit whence ye are dig. Hi, Israel. Look unto Abraham, your father. Hey, father. And unto Sarah that bear you. Hey, New Jerusalem. Zion. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. You know, uh, uh, Joseph side, consider this. Consider this greatly. You know, the prophet Isaiah says, hearken unto him. He says, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek Yahuwah, listen to what he's saying. He's saying, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. You know, and actually these are Yah's words. You know, he said, Yah is saying, hearken unto him. He says, for I called him alone. And I know, yes, Yah didn't call nobody. Mm -hmm. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So Yah is telling us that if we want to follow after righteousness, if we want to seek him, that we're to look to Abraham and to Sarah. Mm -hmm. You see that? Yeah. And he calls him our father because he's the father of our faith. Amen. So he was the first one of this new type of church that God was instituted. You know, and so mm -hmm. that's that's important to note, like we're supposed to look to his example. You know, what, what about 
you know, if we have Yahshua, I'm glad you asked. Consider Galatians 3.29, it says, if ye be Mashiachs, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So Abraham still is your spiritual father, right? You know, father of our faith. You know, then consider Romans 4, 9 through 12. It says, come of this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith is reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised. Anybody with me so far? That he might be the father of all them that believe. He's the father of all believers. Though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. So this is what we have to understand, you know, that Yah is telling us to pay attention to Abraham and to follow in his steps because he walked the walk of faith. He walked the walk of faith that it even bring us unto the kingdom of heaven. Amen? You know, it's going to lead us straight to Yahshua, and Yahshua is going to lead us straight into, into the kingdom of Elohim. Amen? Everybody with me? You know, so this is a good reason to be taking a look at Abraham. Yes. All right. So that said, let's jump into his story. Mm -hmm. It's found in Genesis chapter 12. So we're going to start with verse 1, um, verses 1 through 3. Let me have my first reader read Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, please. Now Yahuwah had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. All right. So Yahuwah said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. Now this word country is Eretz, and we know Eretz speaks to what? The earth, but yeah, the world at large. You know, so Yahuwah is telling Abram, get thee out of thy country. Get out the world. Get out the world. Leave it. Leave the world. And from thy kindred. And from thy father's house. Unto a land that I will show thee. Unto another world that I will show thee. This word land is also a rest. You know, so Yah is telling, I mean, so much here, so much here. It's hard to touch on everything. You know what I'm saying? Because this is just, ah, it's power packed. You know, you know, but Yah is telling Abram, get thee out of thy country. You know, get out the world. 
you know, and from thy kindred, you know, and from thy father's house, you know. So when we start talking about the father's house, what are we talking about? We're talking about the father's rules and regulations. Amen. The father's laws, the father's customs. Amen. The father's traditions. You know, so this is what we're talking about when we're speaking about our father's house. Now, that's in one aspect. Now, there's another aspect of thy father's house. You know, um, I need you, I need you to look look at me for a second. Um, because this is my father's house. This also is my father's house. If you see my father, you would know because it looks like him. Amen. You know, and so it looks like him because he built it. You know, so this also is a type of your father's house, you know, and, you know, now this may go over some folks' head, but Yah is also calling you out of your father's house. He's calling you out of your flesh. Can you see that? Everybody with me? I ain't losing nobody, did I? All right. So, and he says, unto a land unto a another world we're going to a whole nother world ah man i forgot to put my own world of scripture poem up there ah, we'll get it next week you know yeah that's the world we're going to amen you know unto another world and he says one that he will show thee you know all right so let us consider that Abram means high father or exalted father all right and so he's high father or exalted father because he's number one father he's number one father of our faith amen you know and so that's what makes him high because he's the closest he was the one that was closest to yah of our faith you know so um and we're looking to his example you know and so I want you to I want you to see I want you to understand that you know uh he is that high exalted father now 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 understand that he's been called this that this is his name you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. but he was childless <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was childless you know he's he's going around you know um his name is exalted father and here it is he in his 70s and he don't have no children right. <laughs> I just want you to think about that for a minute, you know, um, because that plays in things, you know what I'm saying? You know, so uh, now, who remembers what places represent in scripture? States of mind. Absolutely. So also, what we see here is Yah telling him to leave one state of mind and go to another state of mind. Everybody with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want you to understand is that when, whenever you see someone traveling or sojourning in scripture, that is that is a type of code for them being instructed. Mm-hmm. You know, because even as even as one go from one state to another state, 
you know, so does one traveling go from one place to another place. And it's that traveling that is the conveyance that transfers one from one spot to the other. And as you go along, you're learning stuff along the way. At the very least, if you've never been there, you're learning the route. And even if you have been there, the things that you see along the way are going to teach you something. Like, don't go that way again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, or like next time, you know, go around this way, you know. So whenever you're traveling, you're always learning. You know, um, so it speaks to instructions. You know, uh, just keep that in mind. Because, you know, our room is about to go on a journey. Amen. You know, and likewise, you know, if we were to follow in his footsteps, we would, we too will find ourselves going on a journey. This is why all throughout scripture, you see y'all's people go on journeys. Amen. Amen. You know, they're not, they, you know, they, they're always traveling. You know, it's a reason for that. It's not by happenstance. I know it just seemed like it's just part of the story, but it's a part of the story for a reason because Yah is intentional. And we're dealing with the word of Elohim and it is perfect. Amen. Amen. That's not to say man is perfect, but Yah is perfect and his word is perfect. All right. So now that said, where was he coming from? Genesis 11. Verses 31 and 32 tells us where he was coming from. It says, And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haraz his son's um, son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, and his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah, were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Man, it's a lot in here. It's just, man, it's, yeah. I'm some kind of scripture nerd. But um, <laughs> I get excited over this stuff. You know, um, so like, okay. This is where, this is the land of Aaron's, the land of his nativity. It was, he was from Ur of the Chaldees. This word Ur means flame. A flame speaks to a light. Amen. You know, back in those days, they didn't have light bulbs. <gasps> what you mean? Exactly. They didn't have light bulbs. So whenever you seen a flame, you saw a light. Because that was their lights. Amen. You know, so, and then we have the Chaldees. Chaldees. Yeah. These were the astrologers. These were known as the wise men. <laughs> Why were they wise? Huh? Because they looked to the heavens for their help. They looked to the heavens for their help. You know, and so that was that was wise. You know, and so here it is. We're being told that Terah, now Terah is Abram's father. His name means station or delay. 
and Haran speaks to a mountaineer or a mountainous country. Now, there's some good stuff in here. Now, what I want you to see in verse 31, where were they on their way to? Canaan. Can you see that Terah was on his way to Canaan? Can you see that? The very same place that Yah would tell Abram to go later, Terah was on his way there. But he came to Haran and dwelt there. Now, I want you to consider Terah's name. His name means station or delay. Now, I want you to understand what scripture is telling us. I want you to understand what Yah is teaching us. Everyone that seeks to go to the land of Canaan will not make it to the land of Canaan. And a lot of folks that seek to go to the land of Canaan, and the land of Canaan represents what? The kingdom of Elohim. Absolutely. Never forget that. You know, everyone who seeks to go to the kingdom of Elohim will not make it to the kingdom of Elohim. And reason being is because they're going to do like Terra and they're going to get delayed. They're going to station themselves somewhere along the way. See, but the problem is Terra died in Haran. So what scripture is trying to teach us is that Terra, Terra, he had the same instructions. Go to the land of Canaan. Go to the kingdom of Elohim. And he was on his way. And he made it quite a ways. I'm going to show you a map in a minute and show you how much, how far away he made it. He made it like 650 miles out of about a give or take, you know, um, you know, 50 or so miles. You know, it's about a thousand mile journey. Mm -hmm. You know, so he made it like 650 uh, miles. He made it three quarters of the way. Amen. See, but he came to Haran. He came to a mountainous country and he became a mountaineer. You know, in other words, he got high minded. He became proud. He became well off. He became wealthy. He became secure. He, be, he began to like his surroundings and he began to dwell. There, he said, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna station here for a minute. I'm just gonna delay my trip to Cain." And while he was stationed, during that delay, he died. See, this is what Scripture is showing us. He got to Haran and he dwelt there, instead of continuing on to the land of Canaan. He stopped there. He dwelt there, and he ended up dying there. Don't let nothing delay you from getting to the kingdom of Elohim. Don't take no breaks. Don't station yourself in the places that's high, in the mountainous country, where it's good. See, I've seen this so many times. I've seen it so many times. I've seen people come through here and I see people pray for provision. I see them pray for jobs. Yeah. Then 
Yah gives them provision or he gives them jobs and then they get the job and then they become stationed. They delay their trip into the kingdom of Elohim. And many of them are died just right there. Just like just like uh Tara did. Many of them would die in Haran. They made it to where things were good. Y'all helped them get to where things were good, and they say, I'm good. Without y'all. Got to where I wanted to be. May not be the kingdom of heaven, but it's so all right with me. You see how that works? Mm. I pray you can see that. That's huge. Yeah. You know, now, Genesis 12, 2, Yah told Aaron, he said, I'll make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. In thee, all the families of the church... Be blessed. And these shall all the families of church be blessed. Mm. This word earth here in the KJV. Remember, I was telling you last week, like, you know, yeah, like normally the KJV distinguishes it. This one of the times it did, you know, probably because it wouldn't have sounded right. Indeed, all the families of the ground be blessed. So that just quite. Indeed, shall all the families of the ground be blessed. That didn't quite sound right. So they put, indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But they should have stayed true to their translations and said, indeed, shall all the families of the ground be blessed. So that we would have known that it's not Eretz, but that it's Adamah. And it's talking about the church. See, in Abraham, the peoples of of the... um, the families of the earth not going to be blessed. No, God's not coming to save the families of the world. He's coming to save the families of the church, Amen. of his assembly, yeah. his ecclesia. Amen. Amen. Those that he called out the world. Yeah. Amen. You know, so this is whom, this is the group in whom Yah is going to use Abraham to bless thee. Now, also take note, just uh, take note that he's given Abram a sevenfold blessing. Mm. You know, showing that he's given him a complete blessing, a holy blessing, a sanctified blessing. You know, he says he will make of thee of, of thee him a great nation. One, he will bless thee. Two, he will make his name great. Three. He shall be a blessing. Four, he'll bless them that bless him. Five, he will curse them that curse of him. Six, and in him shall all the families of the church be blessed. Seven. Can you see that? Sevenfold blessing. Because it's a complete blessing. It's a holy blessing. It's a sanctified blessing. It's not for everybody. It's for those that's called out. Amen. Now, I want you to consider Abram's journey. Now, this is where Terah started in Ur. Now, I want you to also understand that 
Terra did have sense enough to leave Ur. Mm. You know, now remember, anybody remember what Ur, Ur meant? Flame. Flame, which represents what? Light. Light, Light is what? Yes, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So can you see that Terra and Abram, they left the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of Earth to go to Haran. They were on their way to the kingdom of Elohim. You know, but they got delayed in Haran. Things are just a little too good over there. You know, and so they end up settling there. And Terra ends up dying. You know, but what I want you to see is that they left the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of Ur. You know, Ur had the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the of the astrologers, of the stargazers, of those who look to the heaven, you know, um, for for uh for their help, you know, to, to understand. You know, so they did have a type of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, but it wasn't Yah's. And so Yah had them leave there. Can you see that? So they get to Haran. And then Yah, you know, uh, after uh, Terah dies, Yah speaks to uh, Avram and tell him, keep it moving, right? You know, and so this is the route that he took. All right. You know, now verse four says, so Abram departed as Yahuwah had spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Mm -hmm. Now, this number 75, this number 75 speaks to complete holiness and sanctification via Yah's covenant commandments and the contemplation thereof. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, this is important for, for one to see because, you know, if this tells us the state of being that Abram was in when he left, when Yah called him, all right? And see, he's, when, when we're in the same state of being, Yah will call us, you know, you know, or he'll call us to get to this state of being, to where one is has complete holiness and sanctification via Yah's covenant and commandments and the contemplation thereof. You know, so here it is, we're talking about someone that's holy, someone that's sanctified. They're in Yah's covenant, they're following his commandments and they're contemplating his commandments to see what they can learn from him, to see, you know, how they can add to their lives, you know, from him, to see if they can understand the will, way and purposes of Elohim. Amen. Amen. You know, and so this is the picture of a type of person that's being presented in scripture by Abram departing at this age. You know, and how I came up with this description of the number 75 is via the numbers that make up 75. You have seven, which is complete holiness or sanctification, you know, and we have 10 which speaks to all of something, as well as Yah's covenant and commandments. And then we have the number five that um, speaks to contemplation. And so no matter if you look at, you know, 70 as being, you know, seven tens or 10 sevens, you know, it still amounts to the same thing, you know. And so 
that's something you were supposed to contemplate. You know, and most people don't. Most people don't contemplate what holiness is. They don't contemplate what sanctification is. And they don't try to complete their holiness or sanctification. They're not realizing that if you're not, if you don't have complete holiness or sanctification, then you're not holy or sanctified. Because you're still unclean. Yeah. Right? You know, so say lie on that. You know, now we have verse five. It says, and Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. All right. We good? All right. So where are they standing right now? Where are they leaving from? Haran, right? Haran means what? Mountainous. You know, so what I want you to see is that Abram was in a high place. He was a mountaineer. He was high-minded. He was, he was not a poor man. He was not, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole. First of all, the city, he was a ruler in the city. How do we know this? Because the city was was named after his brother, right. you know. So, so we know that the father was over the brother. The brother was dead, so the father was the one in charge. So that with the father gone, who does that leave in charge? It leaves, you know, either Abram or his other brother Nahor. Mm -hmm. Either way, they're both well off because yeah. they're the rulers of the city. Everybody still with me? Can you see that? You know, hence it says Abram took Sarai, his, his wife, and Lot, his brother, and all their substance. They had substance to take. Poor people don't have that, right? You know, and it says uh, all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. You know, so also not only did they have enough stuff that they needed to gather it, they also had servants. Can you see that? You know, so I'm I'm pointing this out for a reason. You know, because Abram was living in Haran, you know, whereby he was he was a, a, a type of prince in Haran. He was a type of ruler. You know, this is the very city that his family founded. You know, so when Yah said leave, leave there. You know, that was a big deal. Life was good. Can you see that? You know, I want you to be able to see that because it plays crucially into what comes next. You know, so he gathered everything and he left. And they went to go forth into the land of Canaan, into the land of Canaan, they came. Now, Sarai, her name means my princess. You know, Lot speaks to a veil or covering. But I want to focus in on Canaan. Canaan speaks to that which is low or flat, i.e., prostrate, humble, subdued. You know, this is what Canaan speaks to. Hence, it can speak to the humiliated, you know, those who are brought low, you know, and just, you know, as a general rule, everything that you 
um, does anyone remember what high places in scripture represent? Yes, um, it's, it speaks to being closer to Yah. Mm. You know? So that said, what does low places represent? Further away from Yah. So when we're talking about, you know, us, like, this is why Yahshua says the kingdom of Elohim is within us. You know, so um, when we think up in scripture, think in, 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 in the physical realm. You know, so if we're talking about going to a low place, we're talking about the flesh. We're talking about outward. If up is in, then down is outward. So we're talking about the flesh and everything that's in the physical world. But when we're talking about up, we're talking about everything inside. So we're talking about in your heart, in your mind. You know, so like they were living in a mountainous region. So they were living, you know, in their in their heart, in their in their mind. You know, this was the general place that they were dealing with things from. You know, it's important to see that. See, because this journey that Abraham is going on, you know, it's going to lead him in and out of himself. Can you understand? Can you can yeah. can you follow me? Yeah. You know, now he's going to Canaan. Canaan means low. Mm. So it speaks to not only the fleshly, but it also speaks to the worldly. But it also speaks to something that's flat or prostrate, you know, um, prostrate, humble, or subdued. You know, what is that a picture of? Worship. Can you see that Yah is leading them into the land of worship? Yah is calling him from the hilltops, the mountaintops, the place of pride and arrogance, the good life, if you would, <laughs> to bring him into a lowly place of humility. A place of worship. Anybody with me? Yeah. Now this is huge. This is this is important to see. See, because this is why people get decide to stay or dwell in Haram. Because they don't want to go down. They don't want to get off their high horse, so to speak, right? So this is what I want you to what I want you to see and what I want you to understand. You know, in order to get to the land of Canaan, you're going to have to leave Haran. You can't stay there. I know it's nice there. I know, but you're gonna have to leave. You're gonna have to allow yourself to be prostrated. You're gonna have to allow yourself to be humbled, to be subdued, to be humiliated if need be. Amen. This is the land of Cain. You know, to live in the land of Cain is to live in humility. 
To live in the land of Canaan is to live in a state of worship where you're always subservient to Yah. Amen? Amen. This is the land of Canaan. This is what it looks like. And this servitude will cause thee to become humiliated. It will bring thee low. If you were once high, it will bring, it will surely bring thee low. And that's what it's designed to do. You know, that's where that's where you go. You follow me? You know, because it's a journey with men. You know, so we're talking about someone who, you know, hey, they're in this, they're at this high place. You know, they're loving life, they're loving Yah, you know, and Yah asked them, you know, hey, you know, I want you to, I want you to leave this place and I want you to, to go to the land I'm gonna show you. You know, I want you to go on over here to Canaan. I want you to allow yourself to be brought low. I want you to allow all this stuff that you enjoy and I want you to allow yourself to become humiliated. I want you to allow yourself, you know, to, to become depressed. I want you to allow yourself to live in worship unto me. Some people can't do it. Hence they choose to dwell in Haran. Verse 6, and Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanite was in the land. Now, you can see these words, lands, is Eretz, you know, and speaks to the world at large, right? Okay, so now, here it is, he passes through the land, and he comes to Sikkim. Now, Sikkim or Shechem, you know, same thing, you know, speaks to a ridge. It speaks to the neck. Now, the neck is the place of burdens. So it's very important that, that, you, that you understand. Like, you know, Yah has took him from this high place, from being a mountaineer, and he's bringing him unto a place of servitude, a place whereby he's going to, yoke him with a burden he's bringing him to a place where a burden will be put upon him can you see this you know now what is a burden a burden is something that is emotionally difficult to bear so you're going from this happy state of mind where you're feeling good about life you're feeling good about y'all to this place where you're emotion that's emotionally difficult to bear that is burdensome. Now, where is this place at? You know, it's in the plain of Moray. Now, the word plain is Elan, number 436. It speaks to an oak. Now, it's from Ayil, which is actually the, the, um, the word for a ram. And it also uh, speaks to a chief. You know, like a ram is, is you know, in scripture depicts a strong leader you know, or a chief, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's in the plane of More. More is a teacher. Mm -hmm. So when you look at this, you put it together, you can see that Abram has come to a place of a chief teacher. Mm -hmm. 
you can see that he comes to a place where of a chief teacher that teaches him by putting placing a burden on his neck. Y'all not hearing. Am I losing somebody? And it says, and the Canaanite was in the land. The Canaanite speaks to the merchants. So thus far, we see a pig of Abram leaving the state of, of a mountaineer, leave, leaving this, this, this state of pride, this state of, you know, um, of all is well, this state of, you know, loving, loving the world, loving, loving Yah, you know, all is good. To be instructed in how to worship Yah when one is brought low. See, it's easy to worship Yah when everything goes right. It's easy to worship Yah when all is well. See, but if you're going to make it into the land of Canaan, if you're going to make it into the kingdom of Elohim, you're going to have to learn to worship Yah even when you're depressed. You're going to have to learn to worship Yah when you're brought low. You're going to have to learn to worship Yah when things are not going the greatest. In fact, you're going to have to learn how to worship Yah when things are at their very worst. When you're humiliated, when you're beat down, when you're tired, when you're sick and tired, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're going to have to learn how to worship Yah then in that space. You have to learn to worship Yah even after it becomes burdensome to do so. You know, that's how, that's the lesson that has to be learned here. You know, now, what is burdensome about worshiping Yah? You know, now the answer is found in scripture because when we go to Yah's place of Sikkim or Yah's place of Shechem, you know, it's the place of burdens, you know, and so scripturally speaking, the place of burdens is the word of Yahuwah. Now, I'm not just going to say nothing and not back it up. Hmm. Consider Malachi 1.1. It says the burden of the word of Yahuwah to Israel by Malachi. Also, Zechariah 12.1, the burden of the word of Yahuwah for Israel, saith Yahuwah, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the ruach or spirit of man within him. See, this is, the burden of Yahuwah is his word. Now we're going to take it one step further because his word is sickum. His word is the place of burdens. His word is that ram. His word is that chief teacher. His word is Yahushua HaMashiach. Everybody with me? I pray y'all can see this because this is this is this is y'all some times ten. Now I I pray that you can also see that y'all sent Avram to Sikkim, his chief teacher, which is simply a picture of Yahshua. 
to not only learn how to worship him when things was good, but learn how to worship him when it was emotionally difficult to bear. And to also learn how to be yoked to the word of Yah mm -hmm. and serve him. Yeah. See, you have to learn how to be yoked yep. to the word of Yah and serve him. See, because that's sickum. The word is sickum. The word is the chief teacher. Yahshua is the chief teacher. But don't nobody want to be yoked. You got to learn how to be yoked to sickum. You have to learn how to put that burden. Let it be placed upon your neck. Carry it. Throughout your days. You have to learn how to serve. See, and this is what is being shown here. Avram is coming from a place to where, from a place from where, you know, everything was good and great and he's been brought low, but he's also, you know, he's, he's also learning how to worship, you know. But now he come to Sikkim not to learn how to worship because he's been worshiping ever since he got in every since he crossed the border into the land of Canaan. But he stopped at Sikkim because he has to learn how to serve. Worship without servitude is not enough. You have to learn how to worship as well as serve. You have to stick your neck out and let y'all put that burden on your neck. You have to allow him to yoke you to his word. Amen. Hence, we read in Matthew Yahoo 11, 28 through 30, it says, take my yoke. Now, this is Yahshua, right? This is Sikkim, right? This is that chief teacher, right? Now, I want you to, to, to pay attention to what he's saying. He says, take my yoke. The place of burdens. Remember, the word is the place of burdens. Here it is. We have the word saying, take my yoke. Can you see that? Take my yoke upon you. And what? He's going to show you he's the chief teacher. He's going to show you that this yoke is there to teach you. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Can't learn if he's not a teacher, right? See, you put that yoke on. And you learn from the word. You learn from the chief teacher. See, this is no different than saying Abraham came to Sikkim in the plain of Moray. Hmm. Different words saying the exact same thing. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is the word speaking. This is that chief teacher from Sikkim. I pray you can see that. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But take note. There is a yoke and there is a burden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You must serve. 
You must serve Yah. See, a lot of people want to worship and they want to praise, but they don't want to serve. They serve themselves, but they don't want to serve Yah. And you can't serve Yah without serving his people. This is why he commands us to assemble. So you can always see him. Look around you. You can always see him. This is why the second greatest commandment is to love thy neighbor as you love thyself. Amen? Genesis 12, 7, and Yahuwah appeared unto Abram and said unto thy seed, will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto Yahuwah who appeared unto him. Mm -mm. Hereby we can deduce that Abram learned from Sikkim. He learned from the word. He learned from Yahshua. Abram learned. Why? Because he allowed himself to be yoked. He stuck his neck out in the place of burdens and allowed himself to be yoked to the word of Elohim. And he allowed that chief teacher to teach him that when things get emotionally difficult to bear, one ought to sacrifice their flesh to Yah. Come on, somebody. Learn this lesson. Learn this lesson. See, because if we seek to travel into the kingdom of Elohim, we have to follow the same way. Because this is the way of Yahuwah. You know, everybody farewells when all is well. <laughs> right? right? But we have to learn to yoke ourselves. We have to stick our necks out and allow ourselves to be yoked to the chief teacher, to Yahshua. And when things get emotionally difficult to bear, we ought to sacrifice our flesh to Yah. That is the time when we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't break down and we don't let everything go and we don't just, you know, just just lose all our marbles. <laughs> no, that's not how we deal. No. What we do is we build an altar and we sacrifice our flesh. Hallelujah. Well, what you mean, Pastor Obadiah? How, how, how are we gonna sacrifice our flesh? Arms. That's the way to sacrifice your flesh. Prayer. That's the way to sacrifice your flesh. Fasting. That's the way to sacrifice your flesh. Praise. That's the way to sacrifice your flesh. Thanksgiving. That's the way to sacrifice your flesh. There's many ways to sacrifice your flesh. Pick one. <laughs> or pick a few of them. Or do them all. <laughs> It just depends on how emotionally, how emotionally difficult it is for whatever you're bearing. But I'm here to tell you that when you yoke yourself to the word and when things become emotionally more difficult for you to bear, then you ought to sacrifice your flesh. You know, and this is what causes Yahuwah to appear. You never see Yah coming to his people when they doing good. 
it's always when they're in dire need. Right. When they're in the lowest of the low. Yep. Yeah. When they're in Canaan. He didn't feed them until after they thought they was going to die from starvation. He didn't give them drink unless he, until they thought they was going to die of thirst. Can you see this? Yeah. You know, he didn't bring them through the Red, the, uh, Red Sea until the enemy was right up on them. In the lowest state is where you is where he'll appear in your life. You have to understand that. You have to be able to, to acknowledge that. He's going to appear in the lowest state. And if you never go to a lower state because you want to you want to dwell in Haran, hmm. then you're never going to need him. He's never going to appear to you. To put it another way, you'll never get a miracle if you're not in need of, of one. Genesis 12, 8. And he removed from this unto a mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this is how y'all worked. See, you know, y'all took him from being a mountaineer, brought him to a low place in life. But y'all takes him back on the mountain. He finds himself back up on the mountain on the east of Bethel. Now, you know that y'all wants you to get something when he started telling you that he was on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east and they're building an altar unto Yahuwah and called upon the name of Yahuwah. When he put all that like that, you that should be a red flag of, of you know, like a neon red flag. You know, since when do it take all that to tell somebody, you know, um, that he was on the mountain and he was, he was in between Bethel and I right you know this is here for us to teach us you know so we have to get the lesson it says he removed from this unto a mountain so he's back on a high place he's back in the high place you know look here another way of looking at it this is Yasin please get this okay so here it is he came to a low place right he came to a low place you know, and Yah appeared to him in that low place. And he built an altar unto Yah. That is, he sacrificed his flesh unto Yah. Amen. You know, and another thing just to, um, the, the, to keep in mind, when you sacrifice your flesh, like when you think about the altar, the altar is a place of worship. Okay. It's a place of worship. But what it entails, it entails Yah's charity. You know, because, you know, when you put these animals on the altar, you know, all the flesh don't go to waste. You feed people with it. Right. You know, and so it's a picture of Yah's charity. It's a picture of, of, of each one reaching one and each one teaching one. Amen. You know, it's a picture of Yah's charity coming through those, coming through his people, you know, who are trying to get his attention by loving on him, Amen. by sacrificing their flesh and showing love to his people that are around them. Can you see that? You know, that's that's really important to be able to, to, to grasp that because that's what that altar entails. You know, the love, the love of Yah. You know, now it says that he, he removed from this, you know, and so like, um, also I just want to point out, you know, here it is when you get to that low place and Yah appears to you 
and you sacrifice your flesh, you know, unto him, you know, and you begin to do that. When you do, he begins to move you from that low place back to a high place, you know, and hence he removed from this unto a mountain. It will cause, another way of saying that is it will cause you to draw near to Yah. The higher you go, the nearer you are to Yah because he's in the he's in the third heaven, right? You know, so when you're going on a mountain, you're much closer to him than when you're in a valley. Amen. Even though that's where he'll appear to you. He'll appear to you in that valley to let you know, look, I have not forsaken you. You are not alone. I have you. You are mine. I'm watching over you. You know, and then when you sacrifice your flesh unto him in thanksgiving for him being there with you, it causes you to draw near unto him. And when you draw near unto him, your state of mind go from being low to high. Amen. And it says it's on the east of Bethel. It wasn't good enough to just tell us it was, you know, it was. It was there at Bethel. No, it was on the east of Bethel. Why east? Because that's where the light rises. But if it's on the east of Bethel, that's telling us that it gets the light before Bethel. Yeah. And it says, and he pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west. It makes no mistake about it. You can't mix this up. You know, it lets you know it's on the east of Bethel and Bethel is behind it. Amen. But what's in front of it? Hai is in front of it on the east. And there, there he built it an altar unto Yahuwah and called upon the name of Yahuwah. Now, the east is Kadem and it speaks to the four, um, the four part or antiquity. So, a way of looking at this is that he pitched his tent where he might receive the light prior to the house of Elohim. You know, now what was the light prior to the house of Elohim? That was the light that Noah had. That was the light that Adam had. They had the light that was prior to the house of Elohim. Because we don't read about no house of Elohim you know, until later on in scripture. Amen. You know, so it's speaking about receiving the light that was, that is prior to the house of Elohim. So this is the light that the, the um, wisdom, the understanding and the knowledge that the churches of Adam and the churches of Noah had. We may be getting a little light that's prior to Bethel now. Selah. Yes. You know, now it's prior to Bethel and by having Hai East, that is before, before it, it teaches that if we, if we do receive that light, that wisdom, understanding and knowledge that is before, that is before the house of Elohim, then we'd always see Hai. Hayib speaks to a ruin. Hmm. 
So we'll always see ruin coming. Can you see that? Mm. So if we position ourselves whereby we receive this wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that preceded the house of Elohim, we'll always have Aid before us. We'll always see a ruin coming. We won't be in the dark. Can you see that? And when we do call upon the name of Yahuwah, we'll need to again sacrifice our flesh. This is what we're being told here. Hence, he built another altar unto Yahuwah. Why? Because he's seen ruin coming. He's seen ruin coming. Devastation is on his way. I need help. Who can help me? I look to the hills from which come of my help. I'm going to call on the name of Yahuwah. Amen. So he called upon the name of Yahuwah. This is what this is here for to teach us. To teach us. Abram built these altars in these places that we might know what to do when we arrive there. He built them so that we know when we yoke ourselves to the word and we find ourselves in a low place. He built the altar there so that we would know that, you know, you just keep yourself yoked to the word. You keep listening to that chief teacher and Yah is going to appear. You keep sacrificing your flesh. He, he, he going to be there. He's teaching us what to do. Can you see that? Hallelujah. And when you position yourself in the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that preceded the house of Elohim, you'll always see ruin come. That light will always see ruin come. And when you see ruin coming, you call upon the name of Yahuwah and you sacrifice your flesh again. See, this is why we read in Yermi Yahu 6.16, it says, Thus saith Yahuwah, stand ye in the, in, the, in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein. And lastly, you know, verse 9 says, and Abram journeyed, continued toward the south. You know, I meant to put um, the map back up there, but we'll just back up to it. Now, I want you to see, like, this is Haran, and I want you to see which way, you know, that Abram is traveling. He's traveling to the south. Can you see that? You know, down is southward. You know, to the right is east, to the, to the left is west, up is north, down is south. And so we see if we follow the red line, he's going southward. You know, and he's down here, you know, at Shechem. You know, and so, you know, he continues south. And south, southward speaks to actually you know being instructed and learning more and more wisdom understanding and knowledge because this is where the sun increases this is where it travels this is the um, circuit it travels this is where it increases 
you know, and so, you know, it's just a um, picture of him continuing, continually, you know, traveling in Yah's wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Can you see that? That's all I have for you. Pray it was a blessing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.